Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many people say that music is a universal language. If that's the case, I would like to use music as a platform to talk about health. My name is Dr. Moshe Lewis, and I'm a full-time practicing physician who loves music and the way it affects our brains, our bodies, and our well-being. We'll be discussing topics that affect all of us, from mental health to body image, cancer screening to stroke. Our health is truly our greatest asset. Hopefully, these discussions will improve the health of our community. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I am so excited tonight to be joined by Ray Real. I mean, he is phenomenal. This producer has worked with literally everybody who's a household name. And we are more than fortunate and do a quick shout out to Chris Bridges for having literally like pulled him uh, to the side for three seconds to, to talk to, to Music and Medicine. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. I always like to start at the beginning and just talk about some of your musical inspirations. I know you truly have a lot of diverse interests in music, which I found very refreshing, I will admit. But, um, but for some of the listeners who may not know, just tell us maybe some of the early inspirations that you had when maybe a little bit younger. You're so very young, but, uh, <laughs> but growing up. Yeah, so uh, in production, a lot of my inspirations come from the uh, side of the VA, <laughs> uh, which is Pharrell and Timberland. Those are some of my favorites, uh, along with Polo the Don, uh, Hit Boy, who I also grew up with. Um, movie scores such as Quincy, uh, movie scores such as Quincy Jones, John yeah. Williams, John Zimmerman, and such mm-hmm. like that. So I have a wide range of like where I like to go musically. Yes, and you wouldn't know it about me, but I kind of grew up in the theater, so I've heard you make mention of things like uh, Sweeney Todd, um, oh. Hans Zimmer, uh, which is Lion King, uh, for those of you that may not know, um, you know, phenomenal uh, score, and um, Quincy, I would, I mean, there's so many things I could point to besides Bossa Nova, but um, certainly The Wiz, I honestly consider one of the greatest, you know, soundtracks of all time, and um, uh, John, I've had a chance to go to uh, his concerts, as well as any so these are, you know, music to my ears because this is some of my background. And I think it really brings out something that we find very unique about you, which is that it crosses a tremendous spectrum to have artists like Tim Boleyn, who also everybody admires. I mean, looking at Empire, but even long before that, even before Missy. 
um, and also younger artists who are coming up in the game and no joke. I mean, you know, Hit Boy with, you know, the clone and things like that. So tell us about some of that formation with, okay, these are people who I admire, but I want to do music and I'm going to get started with that. What did sort of maybe those teen years look like, although you still like you look like you're about 19 now? Yeah. So for <clears throat> for me, my drive, uh, my my love for music, uh, it was really random because we don't have any musicians in my family like that. I have a dad who was a percussionist, um, but outside of that, we don't really have anyone else. So it was kind of random that I would fall into that category of loving music. Um, I had an older sister who introduced me into music, you know, rap such as such as rap. She comes from the NWA era. Um, so she, you know, very familiar with Jay-Z, Jay NWA, Tupac, Biggie. That's what she grew up on. And so with her introducing that music to me, I started to then introduce myself into other different genres of music and other different artists from old school to new school, from rock to country, to rap, to hip hop, to R&B. Um, so what I like about it and what I loved about, what I love about it still is the creative process that there's no wrong or right way to do it. And it's all about just expression and expressing who you are. And pretty much uh, you can speak many messages through music, whether it be, um, you know, help for mental health or just having a good time. Um, right. I love it. I love it all. I think it's great. Uh, my teen years were amazing. Uh, I produced <laughs> Teach and a Jerk back in the day. So that was very popular when I was about 16, maybe even 15. Uh, and I was still in high school and I was doing like these small CD mixtapes and uh, handing them out just at school. And then it became like a fad and I watched the whole movement because of it. And I thought that was pretty dope to be involved in that and then still to be involved in certain things right now. Sure. And let's talk about, you mentioned earlier that you grew up with Hip Boy, sort of what that relationship is like and sort of how you guys had time and here and there also were able to collaborate, um, not only on some of the bigger projects that we'll get to, but just uh, as you guys were coming up in the game. Uh, so Hip Boy actually influenced me on a lot. He showed me a lot that I was missing. He was more technical about the music than I was. Um, I knew what being creative was about, but he was like, yo, this is structure. This is also something, you, you, you know, um, the difference between just making a record, uh, make, making a record and just making beats. Uh, being a producer and being a beat maker, he was exp explaining to me all those things. And I was, as I was coming up and learning, he was still learning. So as he was getting the information, it was also being uh, passed down which I super am appreciative of. And he opened the door for other opportunities for me to be able to advance and succeed in my career and is doing that now still for other people. Sure. And I know he was majorly influential in being able to have you um, be introduced to Beyonce. Um, before that, 
were there any sort of key moments where you're like, wow, beyond the fact that I'm getting a lot of mentorship from this person, I really I have to stick to them like glue because there's just so uh, many small opportunities, even if it's just a meet and a greet networking, which you've talked about, that really kind of helped you realize that this person really was in your corner, which can be so hard to find in an industry that's so big. So the relationship actually uh, has always been uh, a brotherly thing. And I feel like it was so easy and I didn't have to think about those things. I, I think why it was easy is, is because we didn't have to think about those things. Those things just came organically as far as, you know, the introduction and, uh, you know, helping me out and uh, men the mentorship and such. Uh, him and I were like, you know, he could tell me anything musically and I would just soak it up and soak it up and try to use as much as much of it as I could as possible. But I also tried to impress him along with compete against him, sure. you know, because you want to be better than, right. you know, your mentor. Mm -hmm. So I think that relationship was super fun to have. Um, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I think it was like one of the best opportunities you hear people now i hear creatives nowadays walk in and you know talk about how they met him and all the uh kind of other thing things uh po great positive things about him and it's like yo i really got to sit here and grow up with this person who's done niggas in paris who uh you know uh helped kick off kendrick lamar with his albums and uh asap rocky and so on and so forth and then he was an underdog and an understudy for someone else at that time too. So oh, right. for him to be able to do that and play that role and mentor, I think that's amazing. And I couldn't have asked for a better relationship in that. Sure, uh, the admiration comes across. You always mention him. And I think, you know, mad props that you feel um, comfortable doing that and not being afraid to share because I know sometimes people may feel like, look, I got the light now. I put a lot of time to get the light. Uh, it's about me and no one's saying for some people that may use that word a lot in a recent uh, you know, tech talk post that came out this week. Uh, that's totally understandable because they've been in the game a long, long time. But I think coming up is always appropriate to you know, uh, respect those who really given time, given a one up. So on that note, though, but maybe the human side, and I could be wrong, but was there a possibility of there being doubt? Because We've all heard the story a few times that when he's like, Okay, you need to get that to me because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to I'm gonna show it to Jay and Beyonce that you may have been like uh, yeah okay I believe them but they're probably you know it I've heard big names before and and I know I'm doing good stuff but but that's probably almost too good to be true I gotta pinch myself and if it comes to pass you know let it be but I'm not uh, really gonna be thinking that the phone's gonna ring as quickly as it did. Correct. Yeah. So there's doubt in everything that we do. Um, and it's not because we don't trust people or trust other creatives or anything like that, but the opportunities are rare that you yeah. hear about. So to have him give me a call and say, Hey, you know, I plugged you with a situation. I think this is going to be dope. I'm not going to say too much about it, but you know what I'm saying? We're going to go up. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. He more so the way he did it was very, again, organic unexpected mm -hmm. on e e even i think he shocked himself um he was on tour at this time and i think him just you know us just stay stay staying working and him sending out records 
and just keeping our head down, full focus uh, for that to happen for us both and for him to to lay that out for me and and be able to pu- to pull me in to that situation uh again I'm again I'm grateful for but there's no like to be honest there's no like real story of how 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 it happens it's just a blessing I can just honestly say that like it's a super it's a super blessing and a rare opportunity and I'm glad that he gave me the opportunity to take advantage of that and be able to do and to be able to be involved with him doing that Sure. No, absolutely. And and on that note, you always exude this um, warm sense of humility and also this extreme amount of appreciation. Um, Where does or where would you say that some of the focus comes from? Because I know that you're very comfortable saying that you're not knocking anybody for their journey. But for yours, it's been this peculiar same word, one of focus and one of um, getting things done. And like I said, trying to one up your your mentor and things like that. Where do you think that you derive um, it from? And what are the things that maybe help enhance it or that you also do to just, you know, be able to chill and not get too carried away? Because sometimes we can go into a potential hyper mode and um, it can be productive, but it can also be destructive. How do you keep that all in balance? Uh, I compete against myself most definitely of course uh i look at the competition around i always aspire to be better uh not better than others but just as good as others because i feel like all creatives have their own uh path and destiny and their own talents some of us are better in certain things than others and that makes makes it even more inspirational to others to see others doing that uh i try to keep a humble heart um make sure my mind is in the right place. Of course, not at all times. Stress kicks in, uh, and we'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just life in a sense, and just be grateful and appreciative of what is going on and not push myself too much to where I can't handle it and then not retract too much, uh, retract too much as well to where I'm slacking off and becoming lazy. Because every day somebody's practicing right now getting better than me and the next getting better than them and the next person is getting better and so on and so forth. Right. Sure. No, absolutely. So let's just walk through. I know you're not somebody to brag, but let's just sort of walk through some of the events because I know they started to snowball. Um, (laughs) But sort of as you saw from your perspective, from that initial, like you said, he's going to you just put you in a situation that might be a good thing to actually kind of getting the call and actually getting to work to the extent that you did um, with the whole process and things like that, because I know there were a few people on it, but uh, clearly your role was key and instrumental. It was your beat that to my understanding had been uh, put to the side, so to speak, for a little bit and you kind of dusted it off. Um, but walk us through being able to, to actually walk, or work with um, you know, Beyonce. Um, so I didn't get a chance to actually work hands-on with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one of us did. As I said, Hit Boy was on tour. He just called me back and was like, yo, we have to go in and uh, what, what, what's the word? I'm Doctor up the record. And sure. so I was like, ooh, uh, did they send anything? And the process behind that was just notes are be creative. So that's what we did. We just took what we felt like we hear her on mm-hmm. and uh, you know, did we just did us. There was no there were there was no structure to what to what we were doing. We just did us and you know, just 
we got blessed with her her loving what we did and keeping the record because those are rare 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 opportunities once again um and yo like that that right there was just like amazing and mind-blowing um we did pass we did we did we did uh, pass by at the Grammys, which was super cool. <laughs> um, so that was dope. I, I messed with that. Super heavy. Um, it was a. It was just an amazing moment. It was like being at a zoo and watching all the exotic animals walk around, and I was a spectator, but not realizing that I was also one of the exotic animals. So it was. It was dope. It was dope. Everything. Everything about that situation was super dope from the creative process to it being put out and to everything. Absolutely. Since you brought up the Grammys, just take a moment to talk about your mom because you took her with you. And that's obviously yeah. was a very loving and amazing gesture. Um, just tell me about the, the influence and the importance that she represents in your life as you know, uh, amplified by you bringing her with you. So it's so funny because my mom didn't understand what I was doing when I was younger. She... Uh, thought it was noise. I mean, who, what other parent doesn't think it's ruckus if they're not musically inclined or influenced some sort of way uh, or involved. Right. Uh, so I used to get the, turn it down, turn it off. It's too late. It's this, it's my, making my hair hurt, so on and so forth. Um, and I think being there, what was crazy is we had a moment in the limo and we were talking and she said, uh, you know, I didn't understand what you were doing back then but I completely understand now. And she said, I'm sorry. And I said, why are you sorry? She said, I'm sorry because I kept telling you be quiet, turn it down. I, she, she had no understanding of what I was doing. She had no understanding of the future I was trying to, the, the path I was trying to pay for us mm -hmm. and our family to change our generation wealth and how we, how we are seen and such. Um, and so for her, I'm greatly appreciative of that because not only has she given me life, but she stood by my side. She never told me to quit. She never, you know, put me down in that manner. It was just like a annoying thing that she just did not understand. And then now that she, um, and now that everything has happened, she's super, super happy to call me her son. I mean, she's always, she's always been, um, you know, uh, and just like, like, that's my mom, like no words to express the feelings that I have for her and what I would do for her and go to any lengths for. Sure, sure. And on that note, um, since you have so much wisdom for such young years, what might be those words that you have for, for parents or things like that to sort of understand? Because you're right, there's a change of generation. Um, there, it's a different time. Uh, there's so many things we can speak to. Um, they may not really understand uh, the process and how it works you know, today, um, let's say, versus you know, many, many years ago where maybe people went to a studio and things of that nature. Um, right. What might be some of those either words of encouragement or, or sense of things that the parents might be able to, to think about to keep in mind when when their kids are sort of all call it caught up in the music um to just encourage them no matter what it is you know as long as they're moving in a positive direction i know parents have certain plans and certain structure of how they live uh and and what they want for their child but at the end of the day you really have to think what is best you know your decision which <clears throat> which they might may not be happy with or for them to make 
the decisions and just trust in your parenting and, and uh, you know, know that you're doing your best job to be a parent and they're doing a be- their best job just to live life. We're still young, uh, uh, you know, in the moments, we're still young, we're still growing, we're still learning, taking direction. Uh, we have so many people that we feel like we have to impress uh, from, you, you know, uh, a, a relationship standpoint to depending on if you're in school teachers to, you know, other peers that you have. So um, those are a lot of responsibilities on you and your mind. And when your mind is still growing and you're still learning, uh, those can be very heavy on you. So uh, again, just to the parents, we appreciate you. We love you. (laughs) Trust in your parenting. That's all, that's all I can. That's all I can. And, and, and and root for them just root for them you know what i'm saying just root for them they root for them i love that i think that's those are definite pearls um again i know you're very humble but walk us through so now we're up to the grammys and it seems like after that the floodgates just open tell us about some of the artists that you've worked with and some of the experiences um we know who are musicologists um but um i think it's good to sort of hear it from you in terms of just how some of those experiences came about because they, it seemed like like said you were on your way and then boom all of a sudden you're there and now you're the you're the it man the grammys was a, a surreal a surreal surreal excuse me a surreal moment to be there um and not be watching it on tv was amazing and uh it's funny i'm it, in some weird way i've never told myself when i get uh you know, when I get famous, I'm going to be there. I just, I, I knew, I knew. Mm-hmm. So it didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, what surprised me most is how much, how many people knew who I was, mm-hmm. that I was fans of. Um, how many people knew what record I did, how many people knew other music that I did, like that was super dope. And I I thought I was this nobody. I'm seeing Taylor Swift walk down the aisle and I'm like, yo, that's super dope. Then I see Katy Perry walking down the aisle. Then I see, you know, all these other artists. And I'm like, yo, this is this is sick. This is amazing. And we're all here for the same purpose that we worked hard and that we're being recognized recognized for our craft, for our talents, for our work, and, uh, you know, for the, for the motivation and uh, life that we, that, that we give to people and help them express with, you know, through the, through the music. That's, that's super, that's super dope. That's an amazing thing for me. Congratulations, producer on Beyonce's album. Tell the people exactly what you produced. Uh, I produced Flawless for Beyonce. No big deal. No, no big deal. No Just big one deal. of people's favorites. Oh, yeah, most definitely. One of my favorites. Take us to the moment in the studio when you guys were working on the track. Um, To be honest with you, it was uh, I had done it previously in some previous time, and then it was sent out to her. Huh. And then it was sent out to her through Hit Boy, who's here somewhere around here. Um, and then... We got on it all together and collaboratively, collaboratively got with it and then just like worked on it from there. So it was a track that had been on the shelf for a little while and then got dusted off how? Like how does a track go from being, to be honest, which I just had in the archives, you know, and then it was sent there and then uh, she hit us back to do the Flawless Remix with Nicki Minaj. So. You know, we were talking to Cascade earlier about the importance of sticking with it. I feel like this is the theme, like 
you stuck with that beat in some way, right? You didn't throw it all away, and then this next thing you know. Most definitely, most definitely. Do you have any secret info on her performance tonight? Uh, no, I don't. Yes, I wish you I did. Do. I wish I did. I do wish I did. Does everyone in the Beyonce camp have to sign non-disclosure agreements? Let's talk about that. I don't know. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Interrogation. Where's I know nothing. That I know is nothing. how it is. I don't think she's here just yet, but <laughs> yeah. she could well be in her limo. Right? You're like, I couldn't say yet. You I could know what? Not. I'm here. She's <laughs> wherever, so, you know. No, but you know what? There's something to be said about how, you know, the bigger these stars get, the more tight they keep their circles and how it is important because if somebody got a loose lip, we wouldn't have had the surprise with the release of this album. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, I was surprised myself. You know, I, of course, didn't even know. I was excited when I seen it, and I was very honored, of course. Talk to us about just some of those, who some of those artists have been since that you've had the chance to work with. Oh, oh yeah. So, uh, crazy. Randomly, I met Will I Am, uh, of course, through Hit Boy. We were, we were at record plant and we're walking in the, I was walking in the hall and I was like, yo, I just saw Will I Am. He's like, yeah, he finna come in here in a minute. And I was like, okay, word, dope. He comes in and when he comes in, he's like, yo, I got this dope song. I want to see if y'all can remake. And then that's how we came up with the remix to the Scream and Shout. Um, and I thought it was dope because a few weeks after that, he had invited us to shoot the remix video for it, which they didn't use the footage, I believe, because of how late it got. Right, right. Um, it was just dope to be there and just to be around him and, and his energy, uh, working with Mariah Carey. Um, I, I worked with her remotely um, and Nicki Minaj, getting, being able to hear a verse from Nicki Minaj and, no, and, and knowing that Hit Boy and I had the first record with Beyonce and Nicki Minaj on it was like pinnacle to me. I was like super dope. Right. I was excited for that. Um, there's so many other artists I would like to work with too, especially the new artists now like Blast, Don Tolliver. Mm -hmm. um, hmm, who else? Do I, of course, I definitely want to like work in studio with Rihanna. Um, who doesn't it? <laughs> She's amazing. I definitely want to work with with Travis again at some point. Um, I, I I never got the opportunity to get any records out with him, but I would love to get some records out with Chris Chris Brown mm -hmm. and and some other artists. And and yo, if I could, if I could just do one song with Adele, like I'd be I'd be good after that. Like, you're, you're an all bunch of people. And you've also told me, because I want to talk about how big your horizons are, because we were hinting at it in the beginning, that you are looking at scoring and film and yeah. other types of things, video games and things of that nature, like even just beyond, like you said, I'm not just trying to make a beat or necessarily even just a hit. Like I really want to create an enterprise. Correct, correct. Um, scoring has always been something um, like that I had a passion for. Um, I don't know how to read music or anything like that. So I definitely want to take like a year vacation and actually learn the theory behind that. Uh, listening to soundtracks such as Home Alone, Jurassic Park, uh, and watching visuals behind those give it so much emotion. And it's right. crazy because I see how it, it is expressed when, uh, you know, you're, 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 watching, you're watching a movie and it brings memories from the past or certain I, I don't know if anyone else feels this way but like smells like you can smell like 
you know, like, like back with your, back when your grandma used to cook like certain foods and exactly. stuff. Or like you can think of somebody's uh, like your uncle or somebody's uh, your aunt's perfume or something like that. And it's, just, it's crazy how those notes mm -hmm. can uh, can affect your brain like that and in certain hurts. Um, but I love the com the composition and the musicality of it. It's so complex um, and it's so different from doing albums. And it's and, and it's just it's for me that emotion and that feel is like it's it's actually more fulfilling than just creating beats for me you know what i'm saying like it, it the emotion on it is just it, so for games movies count me in i'm with it all right is, is it yeah. no that's amazing i mean i think that that is the way to think much much greater and to the things you've done is certainly not light in the least but thinking big, um, I want it all. I really want to do even even greater things and and have that synonym with with my name. Speaking of which, I want you to tell us sort of what that means because I know it's great R E Y King, um, and then you have the real. So just tell us a little bit about how you came up uh, with that name and and what it means to you. So my dad's name is Raymond, uh, and I like R E Y King because it puts me at a top point to work towards something. Mm -hmm. I would love to be the king of whatever, of, of who I am and what I aspire to be. You know, um, it doesn't take away from anyone else or anything like that. It's just more something for, for me. It's, 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 a, it's a throne I would like to sit up on. And I feel like when I'm gone and things are said about me, I would like it to be like, yo, he was dope. He was like a god in music. He was the king. He was doing his thing, not of anything particular, but just to be one of the top, one of the greats. And I, and I really love that. I love what it stands for. Sure, absolutely. And I also want to, the show is called Music and Medicine, and you've been hinting at it. What does that mean to you? Because you talked a little bit about um, dealing with stress, the emotions that we can see and feel when we hear certain sounds um, or um, participate in experiencing a soundtrack. Um, what do those words uh, sort of mean to you in terms of uh, music and medicine? Music and medicine, they go hand in hand. You know, when you think of stress and relief, you think of like massage and relax. You go to a you, you know a spa or whatever. And they're playing that ambient music. It's it's very calming and soothing. Um, I'm very big into mental health, so I tend to lay in the dark sometimes with some headphones on mm -hmm. and close my eyes and just listen to scores. And those scores put me in a relaxed mode, and they kind of keep me compressed from going wild because at moments I can feel like I'm being pulled left, right, up, down, um, and many other different ways, just mentally. And I feel very uncomfortable. And when I feel very uncomfortable, it's hard for me to work creatively. Um, and I definitely don't want cop attitudes with other people. <laughs> um, so it puts me in, it puts me in a zone. It, it's just like a basketball player that it's equivalent to a basketball player, you know, putting on some beats and just rocking out before a game. It, it puts you in a zone. It, it keeps you together, you know, you know, so that's like my stress reliever right there. 
Sure. And I was going to ask you about that. What are some of your favorite scores? Because I know you've mentioned Sweeney Todd, which is not what I expected to hear. And I'm familiar with, given my background in classical music for so many years, the opera version and the movie version of it as well. But um, in addition to Sweeney Todd, what are what are some of the scores you might catch yourself listening in, in 2021 or maybe even next year? Y'all going to laugh. Uh, I'm a big fan of Harry Potter. Sure. Uh, I'm a big fan of like Disney stuff. Uh, I love their chord progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new stuff is amazing, but I'm more of like an old school, like Jungle Book back in the day kind of thing. Uh, as I said again, as I said before, uh, Jurassic Park. Um, yo, Avatar has a Avatar has a dope soundtrack as well. Um, and recently, not even recently, but I've like been super getting into the black panther soundtrack not the inspired one by kendrick lamar but the actual like soundtrack of it there's something about the drums that ludwig did that like i just fell in love with and he put me in a space with that movie to where like i felt like i was a part of that musically Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And I love somebody um, that's so inspired by them that they're not only thinking about beginning to score, it, but, but putting it all together. And like you said, the chord progression. With respect to health, that's certainly something that's near and dear to everybody's mind. When you say you're big into mental health, what do you mean by that? Um, I'm big into mental health because, so, so what I mean, whew is uh so i was i was born pulmonary artresia which is a heart a heart defect of a uh how do i say this uh born with one less valve than the normal average body and so i have palpitations a lot palpitations can occur at many 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 times so i used to stress myself of i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying I don't know why. I don't know why I fabricate to myself that this is happening every time, but my mental health sits right there. And I, and I feel like you have to be strong to heal your own body with your mind. Um, I don't really take any medicines. I don't do Tylenols or anything like that. When I get headaches or toothaches, I really use try to use my mind as much as I can. Um, And I just, I don't want to even say like embrace the pain and kind of like shoot it out and, 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 or anything like that. But mental health is very important because it could put you in a dark place and that's not where you want to be, especially in this time. This time for younger, the younger generation uh, is very fast paced. Uh, It's very material, materialized and it seems to me from some of the people that I've talked to that, you know, a lot of the, these kids lose their way, you know, because of social media and because of uh, like their attachment is literally just their phones, tablets, computers, so on and so forth. There is no, there, there are hardly human to human interactions. And I would like to see more of that, but that's where the mental health stems to be, to make yourself feel complete first because you go out into this world and the world also can rip you apart in many different ways. It doesn't have to be anything mean. It could just be life in general. And it takes from, so to, to make yourself whole, you have to be up here. 
Right. So I want to tease some of that apart because you've dropped just a whole body of knowledge there. So as you said, the pulmonary treasure is that the, the valve's not formed correctly. Did you wind up needing to have a surgery for that and they replaced um, that valve? So they did a valve stint. Um, I was, when I was born, I was about four months old to four years old. I think I had eight surgeries within that time. And then I had two, one in, eh, I want to say one in like 2013, one in 2015. So 10 in total. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Which is a lot, certainly considering how oh, <laughs> to say the least. And then did that also require obviously some hospitalizations and such as medication? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a, a very involved process. And of course that, to say the least, not only would it be stressful, but but also very scary. Um, yeah. We find that, that in fact, um, even though you have developed a really phenomenal way of keeping it repressed, that most of our cardiac patients, especially with that level of severity, regardless of their age, because at such a young age, to what extent would you maybe be experiencing anxiety just completely by itself? There is a cause. And with the heart's challenge or when the heart's challenge, um, we've seen a direct correlation with um, heart types of disease and conditions with people having, like you said, uh, palpitations, anxiety, um, because, I mean, it's the one key source of life. I mean, it's you're obviously oxygenating your brain and things of that nature. So I think you've done a wonderful and an amazing job of really being able to really think about how your mind could help decrease um, and calm down some of those stress and their fears because I think they're driven from the very condition itself. Um, on that note, do you feel that music has helped you um, to actually work through this process of decreasing the anxiety or decreasing the palpitations or just being able to find a piece of calm or a place of calm in a world of chaos? Yeah, most definitely. Um, it, the stress usually comes from just the business portion of it. Right. But not having to deal with that, you know, uh, I'm thankful. Uh, but the music, again, puts me in the zone. It takes me away. It, makes me, it helps me to stop thinking about whatever it is that's going on. It could be stress or it can be, the, you know, my body. Um, so most, I would have to say, yes, most definitely that the music plays a huge part. Right. With modern medicine being able to, uh, even in the case of my child, born uh, more than three months early, um, mm -hmm. children and bring children to the world who may have all kinds of things that we may not have even been aware of just you know, 20 or 30 years ago about how common they are. What's some advice you might give to a young person who uh, may have been born premature or may have heart uh, conditions or anything else similar that, that may be congenital that also uh, can linger on throughout their childhood? Just sort of that, that advice and that, that place of calm um, because you were able to pull through all of this. Oh, I would say to know your body, get very familiar with your body, understand your stress levels, understand what, you know, pushes you uh, to the max to where it, it can be kind of uncontrollable and you kind of need a break. You need to distance yourself. Uh, find out what, so what, what soothes you as well. You know, what puts you back in the comfort zone. Uh, that's, that's super important. As you said, you know, uh, with the anxiety and stress going on, depending on your situation, it can cause the heart to go into overdrive and you go into a, you, you can possibly put yourself into a panic mode um, 
so yes definitely get uh start know your body understand it and if something's not right and you know it's not right don't be afraid to speak up on it don't be afraid to keep getting it checked on or getting a first second third uh, opinion it doesn't matter how many times as long as you you, you know you you always want to stay in good health and and I, I mean i know some do it you know but try to refrain from the smoking and drinking as much as you can you know i haven't done it since i was 19 it's been it's been hard for me because there's some times i want to enjoy at some weddings and some you know some some celebrations but you know um you know my health comes first and without my health i can't i couldn't do anything else musically and be able to provide that for you know fans absolutely yeah i appreciate the the shameless plug you know we're always pushing it but we you know that's actually one of the key genesis moments of the show was really reaching out to people who've lived it been there and gone through various transformations and changes um but can also speak to the realities that the alcohol is not only bad for your heart and your life but when taken to excess can really cause significant challenges and certainly in this day of covid and just in general um yeah. we feel like you know, cigarette smoking and, and and vaping while people may feel like it can help them be more creative um the destructive piece that plays um, is really not counterbalanced by the stress, so to speak, that it decreases. So um, yeah, we, we feel like um, you exude this, I'm gonna take care of my body. I was given um, something congenitally that took a lot of uh, manpower hours and, and no doubt maybe even the Lord's blessings to heal. And I'm not gonna mess with it because you know I need my heart and um, they've, they've fixed it. So I've gotta you know, keep taking care of that just like I would if anything else I got that was, that was new or fixed and, and really meant a lot to me. So, so I appreciate you keeping 100 on that. Oh yeah, most definitely. Ugh, right now we're we're going through a rough patch, man. We're going through a rough patch. Yeah, it's and you're talking about the time, just sort of being COVID and, and a lot of the stress that people are under. Absolutely. But that's why stories like this and the things that you've not only accomplished, but you've been through a little bit more behind the scenes and that people might not be aware of are, we feel so critical. Um, on that note, and I figure I'll give you three so that you don't have to feel like you've got to pick on one, but but if there were two or three like key moments um, in your life with some of the artists you've worked with or some of the opportunities that you've had, um, we'll try to maybe leave the Grammys out of it since there's no question that is, is surreal to use your word. Um, where you felt like you had to pinch yourself. Just tell us about some of those experiences with some of the people you've worked with that really have just made you go, wow, uh, as you said, again, also, I'm blessed. Uh, so working with MIA, I got to yeah. work with her in the mm -hmm. studio person. She's, she, yo, she, she is freaking freaking amazing. She's super dope. And I've always been a fan. Of, I've always been a fan of her music. So to actually like sit next to her and her like taking advice from me musically, and I'm looking like, yo, like you sold millions of records, like you hot, you popping, you dope, like what you doing asking me? And then she's like, yeah, but you know, I, she, she you know, she's she she respects that she respects the creatives around her, you know, she feeds off that energy and it's nothing but positive energy. And she exudes that. Um, so she's, she's one of my favorite moments in studio that I got to work with along with uh, Diddy, the energy that he um, exudes is very, 
party, big celebrity. We here, we doing it. Did he take that? T- like, you know what I'm saying? Like that energy gets you hype. And I understand why his music is at the level that it is because they was in the studio and I could just imagine all the moments with like Kim, Biggie, C's, like all that, do- like doing what they, oh my Lord. Um, and then even being in the studio with myself, like I have to give myself my own motivation at times. There's times that people are going crazy, you, you know, musically. Then I'm like, dang, they putting out some fire music. Like, what? It, like, oh, I got to step it up. Like, come on, motivate yourself, Ray. Get it together. Get it together. And it's kind of hard, too, when it's just you in there and you looking like, I'm dry. I ain't got nothing. My brain is tapped out today. What do I do? You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I try to find something that works for me in the moment so those those are my spots sure no absolutely no those those are just those are simply incredible um as you close out maybe just um a word to the creatives because you've done a lot of shout outs to them in terms of maybe being able to find that inspiration i know you like to speak to people not trying to um, emulate or copy on someone else and to find their own originality, but but um, without trying to steal the thunder, what are some of those uh, words of advice you might throw out to to young people who are coming up, you know, in the game uh, with their creativity and who may feel like they're hitting a roadblock, a mental break, or a stress moment where it's like, ah, I'm dry, like you said. I gotta say, don't be afraid to be yourself, man. Um, there's so many, uh, I don't even want to say fake and phonies because I don't want anyone to take that as a, as a negative, but there are, are, are people portraying to live a lifestyle or be who they aren't real or aren't, aren't who they really are not because they want a certain perception and want to be perceived a certain way. You can still have that, but authenticity is what really works. And I say to any creative you know, you goofy and you funny, be goofy and be funny. If you street, you street. We, you know, we appreciate you protecting the streets, holding it down. You know what I'm saying? And if you're just a cool nerd cat, man, get your tech on and do your thing. Like, I, I, I'm not hating on nobody, what they got going. I'm, I'm a square bear straight up. Like, I, I just be chilling. And so, like, just, just be you. Just authenticity is what works the most. And be nice to people. Right, which is always, you never can be too nice, I say. Um, we're at the cusp of a new year. What things are you looking forward to uh, next year and what things are you working on in, or in these next uh, few months that you can speak to? I took a hiatus in Utah for two years, so I'm actually just happy to be back working. I didn't work for two whole two whole straight years, so I'm happy to be back working um, with new artists, uh, with new artists, old artists, up and coming. Oh, more seasoned artists, up and coming artists, unknown art, like you, you name it, I want to be involved in it. Um, I'm also looking forward to, I've mentioned this plenty of times, acting, you know, something, something that I'm still pushing towards to get into, but I want to be a perfectionist in it, in a sense of, I respect their craft. And I don't want to be just somebody else who's transitioning from one, you know, one creative to another. I want to be respected in it. So if I'm going to go into it, I do want to take the time to actually sit back and, you know, be taught and learn and actually um, take that take that craft super serious and go full throttle with it. So that and, and um, 
Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm just chilling, man. <laughs> Sounds good. Where can we find more about you and find you on IG? And You can find everything you need to know about me on Twitter at twitter.com backslash R-E-Y-R-E-E-L or Instagram, instagram.com backslash R-E-Y-R-E-E-L. Everything else is Instagram from SoundCloud to Spotify to Apple Music to audio music uh and yeah <laughs> sounds great we'll leave with um some of the people that you would love to work with and some of the uh, types of projects that you would you would look forward to doing in the next in the next few years yeah your wish list your christmas wish list hmm. Hmm. rihanna i want to work with rihanna by the middle of next year. I actually want to be nominated for another Grammy by the by next year. I don't care who I work with. I just want to be nominated. Again, I want to put myself back in that driver's seat for my career. And um hmm, Doja Cat. I want to work with Doja Cat. I want to work, I want to work with City Girls. Uh I want to work with like Lil Baby. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of the rappers like Lil Dirk uh ybn um yeah i want to work i, I want to work with a handful of people you know like there's there's a lot of artists i didn't get a I didn't get an opportunity to and you know uh far the older ones before they go out i want to at least get something in with them and then for the ones coming up i want the opportunity to 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 work sure Absolutely. I mean, spending time with you is so wonderful because I think you've developed so much insight, you know, for your years and also have such a positive perspective. But at the same time, you keep it very real with what you've gone through. You've heard here on Music Medicine, this is Ray Real talking about the fact that you've got to take care of your body. He certainly has worked hard to keep his mind straight and tried to put out a positive vibe, but not only that, but to live what he speaks. For him, music is really something in its own way that's been curative. It's helped calm some darker thoughts and maybe some real actual panic that could sometimes become so stressful that it limits his ability to be creative. And yet and still, you know, he's young and vibrant and full of tremendous potential and was cool and willing not only to talk to us, but to admit that he took a break, chilled out for a bit, because he had certainly accomplished certain highs and sometimes to be able to go higher, we need to take a moment for ourselves, retreat, relax, reset, regroup and go forward. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Appreciate you guys having me. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. 
I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid.